Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Dort Podcast Rich Keith It's the Dort Podcast Ryan Davis The Dort Podcast Hashtag It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Renslayer Von Denslayer. All hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Davey Bright Lights today, huh? Get the lighting fixed. Looks like you're uh, batting lead off at Ebbets Field. What does that mean? I don't know. I just remember in the movie Suicide Kings, uh, Dennis Leary has this long story that he's telling about his family situation when he was a little kid. And uh, he references the time that after he beat the shit out of his father with a baseball bat because he didn't like the dark. He's like, from yeah. that point on, every time I went home, it was lit up like fucking Ebbets Field. Yeah. Okay. So that makes, I remember that now. That was the one. Yeah. It's a great movie. That was a, that was a, it's a great, awesome monologue too. Oh, it's great monologue. It was like, and then there was like humor after the fact he had, he, yes. he was, that's a great movie. Suicide. Kids. And there's, there's another scene with him and the other guy and they're talking about his, his boots yeah. and how they're like made out of stingray. Yeah. And he paid like, what was like $500 or more for him? Like, and the guy was like, yeah. really? Like for those, he's like, I don't want to hear about fucking shit with you. I don't hear about the boots. I don't want to hear about anything footwear with you. I don't even want to hear about socks. <laughs> really? And good. then there was the scene with the whole Luca. Something about the busket. It's like put the put the thing in the busket. So good. <laughs> there, yeah, Christopher so good. Walken, Jay Moore. It's a it's a tour de force. Did right. you? It's been all over social media. Did you see the thing Jay Moore telling the story when he met Christopher Walken? Oh, I probably saw it years ago. That was one of the first podcasts I listened to a lot. I liked Jay it. It was Moore. really funny. It's a yeah. really funny story. Yeah, but yeah, then there's a the whole thing like out. the Tracy Morgan story that Jay Moore tells is actually a Burt Kreischer story, and Burt Kreischer used to open for Jay Moore, and Jay Moore like straight up like bought it from him. He was like, "Hey, can, like he didn't steal it. He like told, he's like, yeah, can, yeah. can I use this in my act?" And he did. He tells it in the first person, but it actually happened to Burt Kreischer. Um, oh, yeah. I do that in my everyday life. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say it right now, like Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting when he tells that story about the plane where yeah, the pilot, be- yeah. the story's better that way say that happened to you and then like that really happened to you and you're like no or Guy, that i was there but i wasn't there yes oh like brian yeah. williams yes but it was like it, it's it, it's a way <laughs> not of as like, harmful making the story as better yeah not as harmful well as mark twain says yeah. you know you never let the truth get in the way of a good story good point so yeah. and big fish has taught us anything that's like we can wiggle the truth a little bit to yeah, make it a better a story I also have yeah. a, I have a, I have something I've been thinking about. This is sort of like a question I had that I'm like, you know what? This would be good for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so before you answer, this is a question that then has a couple of side questions with it. So I'm just going to throw. I it love all these are there. my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw it all out there at once. First things first. What is to you more impressive, 
remaking a movie better than the original or covering a song better than the original. Spinoff of that is how come they're not described the same way? How come you don't remake a song or how come you don't cover a movie? <laughs> I think there have been several like movie covers. I, yeah. And there's always ones that like I am fascinated by people who can rearrange a song. So like I not to toot my own horn, no. but like I do a version of Everlong that changes the tone of the song. Yeah. <clears throat> like I do it in like a it, it's a whole thing. It's a different tuning, so yeah, it yeah. makes it a little sadder, mm -hmm. okay. which I think is is a way to to do that. Like if you can your own take on something. Is it in D minor, the saddest of it, all the keys? It it's actually is, as a matter of fact. See? So Nigel yeah. Tufton was onto something. He was onto something. Yeah. Um, but I've played in cover bands. There's no real trick to it. Um I would but I would say uh, I don't know. What what movie are you thinking of that's better than the original? Um uh The Thing from so John Carpenter's The Thing is actually a remake, and then they made another remake mm -hmm. after the fact. There's like three The Things, but I would say John Carpenter's The Thing is better. There might be some others. Um, it's not better, but like Dawn of the Dead is really, really good. Dawn of the Dead is really good. Um, but so I think but I, would say I think it's more difficult to make the movie better. And maybe it's just for me, like that you're, there's so much nostalgia with the first one. I also think there can be sort of like a little trick to remake the song better, where maybe you just, maybe now it's like a female vocal instead of a male right. vocal. And you're like, oh shit, that sounds cool as hell like i think or or like if it's if it's like a completely different genre like i love when like metal bands do non-metal songs or oh, like like that shit that's so good fucking awesome or you take a metal song yeah that'll just happen with my voice um you take a metal song and make it like jazz yes like yeah. i love that shit like richard cheese it's yeah not jazz there's like a yeah. Yeah, like a loungy version of the <laughs> yeah. but there's more creativity to that there's like there's more room with songs where i like, think there's more examples of covers that yes even though the original guy would be like that's my fucking song you're like i don't know i kind of like what they did with it better you know i think there's right. more examples of that mm -hmm. but yeah no, I think i'm they, going with song yeah. yeah uh well no i i think it's more impressive to do the movie if you can pull that off oh yeah it's it's i like a cover yeah. song better but it's harder to do with a movie for sure and i think it, all it's going to take is one successful director to be like you know what i don't remake movies i cover them and so i'm gonna i'm now a cover movie maker and i'm just gonna do covers and so, yeah, I do Dracula movies. You know the Dracula <laughs> movie? I'm going to cover that movie. I do Draculas. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a long line of Dracula movies. So anyway, that was just something I was thinking about on my uh, way into work today. So I'm glad yeah. we got that snuffed out. Let's get to this. This week in the yeah. Two. Bits of casting news uh, mm -hmm. since our last episode. One in the world of Marvel, one in the world of DC. Let's start with Marvel. Pedro Pascal, who is great in everything, is going to be Mr. Fantastic in the MCU's Fantastic Four. What do you think of this? I'm happy about it if confirmed. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but it's mm. like... A lot of smoke. It's all like almost... The, the deal is in place. Now we need yeah. to get some signatures or whatever. Yeah. And then they said that Mads Mikkelsen could be playing Victor Von Doom. Damn. No, so which we've seen, we've seen people play multiple people in the MCU. Right. Right. And we've had some sort of universe shifts 
Yeah, at this point, it's probably out the window, right? They probably don't really give oh, a rat's behind. Yeah. We're just going to put the best. And you know, like, you put your best people out there. Yeah. You know, like yeah. football. Like, I'm just going to put the best guys out there. I don't really care who it is. Right, especially because Maz Mickelson is almost a – he was cool in Doctor Strange, but I feel like the original Doctor Strange gets kind of just lost in the shuffle and people are like, whatever. Like, I'll just take – you know, like, I don't think people care yeah. about that. And it's not – you know, it's not like he's playing Thanos and Doctor Doom. Like you can't right. do that. You can't go extremes on it. But no, uh, but he's such a good actor anyway. Yeah. Like, and it sounds like uh, this was previous casting, but it got brought back up because the Pedro Pascal news. But Vanessa Kirby, who's been in the last couple of Mission Impossible's as Invisible Woman, would be amazing. I think she'll be good at that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to say the guy's name, but the dude from the Bear, Eben, Eben, Eben. Something, something moss, moss, yeah. back rock or something. Yeah, the way it's spelled, I'm not sure. But he's awesome. Now he was already in uh, the MCU as uh, what the fuck's his name from the Punisher. He was remember in season one of the Punisher. Yes, he was. And he that. was also in Star Wars. He was in Andor. Right, that's pretty sweet. And space I mean, cousin, he's killing it. Yes, yeah, space cousin. <laughs> and so now he is. Uh, he's probably going to be the thing. And then I forget yep. the dude uh, who's going to play the Human Torch, but yeah, Pascal, the kid, uh, Eddie, Eddie from Stranger Things. Oh, it's Eddie from Stranger Things. Yeah, man, it's a nice little That's cast. It's a, a nice little cast. Although the worst Fantastic Four movie and maybe the worst movie of all time had a pretty good cast. Fucking Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller. Miles Teller, Mara. Yeah, Jamie. The guy. What's it, Jamie? The guy that I think was going out with fucking Billy Elliot. Him and Kate Mara are married now. They're married now. Was that the guy yeah. that at one point was with? I can't. Why can't I Jamie think of her something? Name? Why can't I think of her name? The poor girl that was with Marilyn Manson that did the documentary. Uh, I think they were together for a while. Yeah, Jamie Bell. Yeah, his name is Jamie Bell. What the hell's the girl? Yeah. Why can't I think of her name? She kicked um, ass in Evan Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. Yeah. Who was uh. Great in Westworld and many other things. So anyway, that's uh, that's the Pedro Pascal Fantastic Four potential. <laughs> yes, Jamie Taco. Jamie Taco. You're thinking of Jamie Taco. Scared uh, the shit. Yeah, I'm so nervous about Jamie Taco. I'm gonna get that line though. I'm gonna get that line <laughs> next week. So this is DC casting news, and this is right off the press. This was this was just mere hours ago. Uh, Nicholas Holt who you remember played Renfield in Renfield. He was also uh, Hank McCoy beast in the mm-hmm. first class days of future past run. And uh, he's not going to be Lex Luthor in the Superman legacy, James Gunn film in a couple of years. That would be fantastic. I think he would be fantastic in this role. I'm looking forward to that. I think it's shaping up. This is going to be pretty good. Like what's the, mm-hmm. what's the James Gunn floor for a movie? At this point, like a comic book movie, like oh a four and a half. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, four. Yeah. Soft five is kind of the floor for him. I don't <laughs> think he's made a terrible. He hasn't made a bad movie, I don't think. Ooh, let's pull it up. Let's go. You, you make a big old claim like that, and we're going to have to go take a look. We're going to have to go to the IMDb. Yep. Go to the IMDb, and then let's find out all the films, just the directed films. Here we go. Uh, Slither. Unbelievable. Pretty good. Super. Actually, pretty good. That's kind of a crazy movie, too. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but it's good. That's weird, but I like it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. 
The Suicide Squad and Guardians 3. Wow. Yeah. If you don't, because some of the movies that he wrote are hit or miss and like whatever, that's kind of just putting it out there. The movies that he's directed are all fantastic. It's it depending on how you feel about Super. Super, not probably a lot of people have seen that, but yeah, it's insane. It's the, the so, Three Guardians. It's Slither. It's uh, Suicide Squad. And wow. the first time I remember thinking like, oh, that's James. That's that guy. So he did Slither, which I saw. And then I found out that he wrote the ga- Lollipop Chainsaw. You ever play that game? No. It was like the one with the cheerleader. The but the trailer like, for it. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote that. And um, Tara Strong did the voice. That's awesome. So it's like, oh, it's unbelievable. He wrote the aforementioned Dawn of the Dead uh, reboot yes. that a uh, remake or cover, actually, I should say the Dawn of the Dead cover that uh, Zack Snyder directed. He wrote it back in 04. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. So he also had the story for and was a producer on that Coyote versus Acme, which has been shelved, but then may see the light of day. I feel like if it you will anything with James Gunn on it, you got to at least put it out there. Absolutely. All right. Anyway, so yeah, you're you are correct. He, everything he has made is awesome. Uh, back to the MCU for a moment. We got the What If season two trailer. This show comes out next month. We were both very down on season one. We did a standalone episode on it. You can check that out in the archives. Uh, this actually doesn't look terrible, like based on what it is. I'll watch it. I think, but I don't know. You'll watch it, and it'll be fine. And I think there'll be again, it'll be hit or hit or miss, yep. depending on who wrote it. Um. And I, I, what I like about it is, you know, I talked about it on the news dump with Goo. I like the fact that it's nine days, nine episodes, like in a row, like bang, 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 new episode every day. Yeah, that's cool. And it's when like a yeah. lot of people have a little uh, vacation time or a little holiday time. So you can rip out a few episodes. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Oh, one thing that I haven't watched yet uh, on Netflix, the Scott Pilgrim animated series. Have you given that a go? I have. And this could be a dink. Oh. But I watched the first episode. It's basically the same story. It's just it follows the comic book a little bit more, I think. Okay. All right. Um I'm going to say this right now. Sex Bobom might be a top 5 fictional band of all time. Hmm. The first song they so they play it's that they go to that show, they go to the place the rocket and they play the shit they play like a song. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. It's but it's one I haven't heard before. It's a yeah. new song. Okay. And it's fucking awesome. So the, they, the but, Launchpad McQuack, the first song they play okay. on the credits, unreal. Kicks you know ass. that song I'm talking about? Yeah. I've like in the it. credits yeah, yeah. of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, those songs, Threshold, Garbage Man, those songs are unbelievable. Would you say they are better or worse than Skullfucker from well, see, Metal Lords? They, they're in the mix. <laughs> yeah. Skullfucker's in the mix. But they only have one song. Well, yeah, they do a lot of covers, and then they have the one original, though, that rips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely rips. Uh, all right, so you're the Spider-Man expert on the program, Ryan. What did you think of the Madam Web trailer that we got? We tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. If you haven't seen it, you can go check out our page there. But Madam Web film comes out February 14th. Before you answer, it is in the Sony-verse. So this is in the same world as Venom, Venom 2, and Morbius. I have a lot of feelings about this trailer and I don't want to be mean to anyone specifically, but man, dog shit. Fucking dog shit. Fucking Fucking 
dog, dog shit. shit. What is this? What is this? Um, Dakota was no Dakota, Dakota Johnson. I almost Dakota said Dakota Johnson might yeah. might be the worst athlete I've ever seen in an action movie. Yeah, like she swings a ketchup bottle and hits somebody, and it's like she's never done it in her life. I, I'm not a huge fan. I feel like there's a lot of people that you could cast in movies, and I wouldn't cast her in many movies. No, no, I, and like the the uh, the villain, whoever that villain's supposed to be, the fuck like is he's that? in a Spider-Man suit, but he's not even like that guy. Like in historically in comics, doesn't wear a suit. Like, what are we doing? I don't know what this is. I don't want, I don't think I want this. At first I was like, oh, more, I'll see it. Like, I'm not burnt out. I know a lot of people are like, I'm burnt out on comic book movies. I'm like, I'm not. I've been waiting my whole life for all these comic book movies to be made. I'll see know, every goddamn but, one of them. But Jesus, this like, looks is it shit? It looks shit. I mean, even it, like, fucking looks shit. Sydney Sweeney, like they, she's like spider, spider woman. Yeah. She looks fine. Like that of outfit course. looks good. I wish they had the white eyes. Yeah. I know. You know, but it's fine. I don't know. Is this. Is this a standalone episode for us? It has to be. Yeah. I mean, we've done every, you know, Spider, Sony Spider-Verse movie so far. We even did Morbius, for God's sake. We sure did so do Morbius. We kind of have to do this. But I'm hearing, too, that the the last, Tom Holland's last Spider-Man movie that he's contractually obligated to play, all of these are in play. They're going to cross over the Sony-Verse and the Marvel MCU. Yeah, because you remember in <clears throat> Morbius, they tried crossing over vulture and you're like what the fuck and then in uh <laughs> venom 2 they tried it also remember when uh yes eddie brock was in at the, the end bar? yeah so those <clears throat> i think they're all coming together and we're actually like getting to a point where this could be good if craven's good if venom 3 is good if this movie is passable i i, I have, need morbius i have higher hopes for craven than i do for this but i feel like if Spider-Man isn't in Craven, and I feel like that's not a secret Sony's going to keep. If he's in yeah. it, he's going to be in the next trailer. If he's not, then it might be a tough act to pull off. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute dog shit. But... I'll see it. It's on Valentine's Day, so I'll see if maybe Katie wants to go. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> She's like, you want to get a babysitter? Take me out on Valentine's Day to see Madam Web? That's yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Sure do. Yeah, I do. I want to do that with you. Uh, are, are you. Have you finished Blue Eye Samurai? Fuck yeah. Dude, that show is fucking awesome. <laughs> I love that show. Holy smokes. So good. Yeah. I love it. So we'll do a standalone on this at some point. So at some if, point. if you have, yeah. if you guys haven't watched Blue Eye Samurai yet, it was Davy's pick of the pot a couple of weeks ago. I jumped in after that, and uh, it's eight episodes. First one's an hour. The rest of them are all like forty-five minutes. And I tweeted out sort of a. It's not really a spoiler, but something from a later episode. They play in this "For Whom the Bell Tolls" by Metallica, but it's a remake by a Japanese band. And yep. holy shit, with the lyrics and what's going on in, in the scene. Oh. Oh. And so I, if you look back, I have a tweet that says like Blue Eye Samurai episode six and then timestamp it. That's exactly that when that song kicks in. Yep. That's really funny. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was I mean, that definitely happens. There's there's something about the perfect song choice in a movie. So that's why the James Gunn movies are so good. He knows exactly which, uh, which oh, yeah. buttons to press with the, with the songs. There's a synesthesia to that, that like, yeah, yeah, it's great. 
There was a uh, you mentioned Sydney Sweeney being in Madam Web. Well, it's the busy season for Sydney Sweeney because she's also in a film called Anyone But You, where her and Glenn Powell, from the premise, I think both of them are really good looking, and they're gonna sort of work off of that. Like each one's gonna do good looking stuff against each other. So it it was funny. Like I was watching this trailer, yeah, and. You remember that? So in the later, when Will Ferrell was on The Office and Andy Bernard just kind of had to like keep falling down and keep like hurting himself to like make him laugh. And he says like, I guess this is my life now, right? (laughs) So I'm watching this and poor Sydney Sweeney. I think she's super talented, but this whole trailer, she's like as naked as you can get Mm -hmm. like on a movie trailer. Yeah. And she's, I think she's just like this. I guess this is my life now. Yeah. Like I'm just... And running then, around naked the yeah. entire movie trailer. Then Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone did a shot for shot cover of that commercial to promote their TV show, The Curse. Yeah. And then Fielder came out with a thing on like Instagram where he was just like, by no means were we attempting to like do the same thing as them. He's like, and like this whole thing about how like you trust the production people to not write the same material for other people or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's actually really funny. I don't know if that guy is a genius or an absolute lunatic. I'm terrified of that guy. Oh my God. Terrified. Yeah. You don't know what he's thinking. Like he is. No, he's out there, man. No clue. No clue. Uh, in theaters this past weekend, it was sort of a, a three-headed monster, I would say. Maybe more if you include, like, the Trolls movie, but three three big movies anyway, nonetheless. The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. This is the prequel. Also, the fifth total Hunger Games movie. It's a prequel. Uh, currently on Roddy T's 62% critic, 91 audience. The Eli Roth horror comedy Thanksgiving. 83% critics, 79 audience. This I'll see at some point. I don't know if I'll make it to the theater for it. I will see. I'm not going to pay to see this movie. Probably not. No, but Thanksgiving, I mean, this is, it was a trailer from the old Grindhouse back in the day, and they made it out of a movie. And how about this? Taika Waititi's next goal wins. Not enough uh, audience scores to have a score. Critic score, 42%. Getting dumped on. No, I think, and I think he's at the point now where he's done. <laughs> he's done kind of the movies he wants to do, and now he's like, I don't think he gives a shit anymore. Like he has enough money where he's like, he's hit, oh, he's, he's hit, fuck it. Which I, I hope to, we all get there someday. He's like, fuck it. I, I, I think this is one. Of the, I want to. I'll make your Thor movie, but I want to make this one. Like this is my movie. Yeah. And we're getting there. We got a couple more subs. We got a couple more subscribers. Couple Almost more people, two million. A couple more people smash that like button, and we'll have that FU money. What up, YouTube, YouTube? <laughs> smash that like and subscribe. Right Make here. Sub. Right here's the button. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> Give us more money because we ask you for money all the time. <laughs> Fuck you, whoever that – take yes. a shit. There's one guy. Whoever that was. Yeah, he yeah. took a shit. He took a lot. Hopefully, he's taking a shit. And hopefully, like, he realizes. <laughs> yeah. Eat a dick. I've actually I got I got some more words for him. Grab his dick and twist it. Yeah, fuck that guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Don't swear. Oh my god. What game show have you ever seen that had swearing in it? Jeez. Don't come over by me. DVR alert, Ryan. This show snuck up on me, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure it snuck up on a lot of you as well. So tomorrow, that'd be Tuesday, the 21st of November, season five 
Fargo. Forgot all about Fargo. Far, slept on Fargo. So Fargo, of course, obviously, is a show that you don't need to watch every season, obviously. Uh, minor spoiler, they do have some kind of mixed little overlap. Sort of like American Horror Story, where it's like right. standalone, but you're like, oh, wait a minute, that is not related to that. But um, season one and two were amazing. Three was strong. Good. Good yeah. to strong. Four was not good. Oh, four was awful. Like I didn't even finish it. It was that bad. Um, I love the first three seasons of the yeah. show. Um, I and I know I was I was alone in my like of season three, but Mary Elizabeth Winstead carried that show. Oh, and Carrie Coon. Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Carrie Coon and Carrie were, were great. Um, yeah, I, and I don't think either of them got nominated for an Emmy, which is fucking criminal. It's insane. But, uh, I um, believe John Hamm's in this one. The old Hamm, John Hamm and Juno Temple. And Juno Temple and somebody else, some other really famous person too. So, I'll but I'm really excited. This, as I, I hopefully they go back to Noah Hawley gets his shit together and goes back to the well yeah. and just like starts doing what he's good at. I agree because I like that that show when good was awesome TV. So mm-hmm. Fargo set the old DVR for that. All right, let's get to this. It's time for Davy's video game Even if it takes more than a minute. And yes. All right. So Kaku <laughs> asks a good question. So you said you're talking about remakes and reboots and covers. Yeah. How soon is too soon for a video game remaster or remake? Because they are now remastering The Last of Us 2 strictly for PlayStation 5 with new game modes, with new things. Now, I'll, I'll can, allow it. I'll allow it. And I'll yeah. tell you why. I think anytime you jump a console, you can remake it. Don't remake a game. It doesn't make sense to remake or remaster a game that came out on that console. So what's interesting about this is that this was a PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 game. It was on that cusp. Right. But it was made for the PlayStation 4, that the PlayStation 4 could run it. Now they're going to goose it, right, a little bit. Yeah, give it a little goose. And so you have it, so you'll be interested to know that this is ten dollars. If you had already bought it, like you already have the the dual edition, I got. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only ten dollars for you to upgrade it. All right. Oh, you know what? I fucking missed out on Gotham Knights. I think Gotham Knights was the October game. I went to download it. I think I just missed Gotham Knights. If you go into your PlayStation Plus subscription, if you have like you have like the basic one, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, Probably. There's a bunch of games. If you pay, it's like five dollars more a month, but you can download a shitload of games and it's free there yeah but it's five more dollars i understand i understand and that's not for everybody but um (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just just saying here uh yeah so let me see so i'm looking at my things right now i have no real other notes um christopher bernard saying i can still get it i don't think that's true christopher bernard i looked it up it said gotham knights it was a reduced (laughs) paper (laughs) i fucking looked it up and i wrote it down specifically for this conversation no, it's, um, it said like thirteen ninety nine. It was way down, but it wasn't a free. The free games were like some alien thing and like two other ones. He's saying it. Yes, it alien. is. No, it's not. No, it's yes, not. It is. No, it's not. Show me a screen grab then. Show me. A screen. You know what? Maybe you have the premium plan, and not to out you as a guy with money, like a ton of money, but like maybe you have the premium plan. Um, I have very few vices. I so I have like the middle of the road one. Like I don't have the basic one, but I have the one that's like yeah. 
I, I have access to the game library, so I can play. <laughs> if I get bored, I can just download a bunch of shit. No, don't send me um, money, Christopher. Don't send me spite. Don't send me spite bucks. He's offering me spite bucks. I can buy it. Don't spend. I don't want no, your fucking no spite money. bucks. For Keep this. your money. Buy yourself so, something nice. We are. It, speaking of. Um, PlayStation 5 exclusive. Spider-Man 2 has now been out for a month. Oof. And what a month it has been. I'm not done yet. I am 44% not done, yet. done. So you're 44% done. Yeah. Have you seen Venom yet? Yes. Okay. So there is some talk that I don't know how it leaked. I don't know. I was on I saw it on Twitter. There are some like um concepts of like Venom attacks. That never got used. Oh, there's some crazy ones in there. There's some crazy ones, but there's some that never got used. So, okay. and Tony Todd has said that there's like, he has like more game, more stuff coming like in this year. So there is, um, it's been hinted at that there's going to be like a standalone Venom DLC for this. All right, I'm in. And they were, they just, you'll be interested to know that Insomniac said that Wolverine is going to come out in 2025. Like early 2025. I can wait. So I can wait for that. That leads me to believe that there is going to be constant DLC for Spider-Man 2 leading up to Wolverine. Oh, okay. I like that. And so what we know about Wolverine now is they, Insomniac was talking about it. They said it's darker and more violent than anything they've done so far. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. It takes place in Mandrapur, okay. which is like that fake city that like in like Southeast Asia. Okay. It's like a pirate colony. Oh. So that's so like that's where it takes place. Like it's a city, but it's like off the beaten path a I little like bit. It. I like that a lot. So it's an open world kind of oh yeah. And this is just gonna be I can't wait to just hack people to fucking shreds in this game. <laughs> super like fun. think yeah. think if you were like playing like a Batman Spider-Man combat system with like dodges and like all the shit with like special abilities, but you can just like cut someone's head off. God damn it. Chris Bernard just sent me money. Said God send it back. Send it back. Send it back. Stop it. Stop, stop it. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? And this is, uh, I don't know if this is, uh, people are going to like this or they're going to hate it. But I'm efforting. I'm going to ask Santa Claus for a PS5 camera. And then that nice. way I'll stream a little bit more. I'll still stream probably a couple more times until then without the camera. Um, I know it's not, as, it's not as good, but I did Spider-Man. I'll rip Spider-Man again. If I do get Gotham Knights, and I guess I kind of have to now. Thanks a lot, Chris. Uh then I'll I'll rip some Red Hood. I'll play as Red Hood and see how that goes for a little um, bit. So knowing what you know about Insomniac and Spider-Man, this is the last question I have, and I know we're way over my minute. We're way over my time here. Jesus. But um, you see characters show up in Spider-Man, and you're like, oh, that's that's cool. Like, it's a surprise, and there's some Easter eggs and whatever. Who do you want, whomst do you want to show up in Wolverine? Um, Who do I want in Wolverine? Do I want who would show up in like Mandrapore? Like, like, who would you want the main villain to be? Who do you want him to versus? Mister Sinister. Mister Sinister is a good one. I think that's yeah. who I want. Who do you want? Uh, I want some Sabretooth. Sabretooth, got to be Sabretooth. Well, if you think like Spider Venom is to Spider Man that Sabretooth is yeah. to Wolverine. Yeah. Although, depending on like what version of Wolverine we get, like Hulk, like Wolverine. That's, I like, would yeah. Wolverine Hulk would be pretty sick. Oh, I, what do you want for a suit? Oh, Omega Red? Omega Red would be good. Omega Silver Red Samurai would be... be Mandrapore would leave it to, like, Silver Deadpool. Samurai would be... Fucking Alpha Flight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think um, I mean there's a lot of different ways you could go with it, but do you think any any of the X-Men show up to like help or to like side quests? Yeah, I bet you get like a little like a just a sprinkle, not a lot. Maybe like a teaser of it, just like a taste yeah. of of X-Men. But yeah, that sounds awesome. I would love to see some Storm in here. Storm would be good. I yeah. like Storm. Very good on Storm. All right, Ryan. Very good as always. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Now that I got you here, y'all ready for bisque? Topic of the day. Topic is your topic of the day. Well, today I'm glad you asked. It's Loki season two, Disney Plus series, uh, MCU phase five. It ran for six episodes in total, and uh, we begin all of our movie and TV review spoiler free. Ryan, did you like it? Enough. I like this enough. I was, I have issues with it. Uh, something I've never, bottom line, yeah, I like it. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's a pod, it doesn't have to be yes or no. It's, it is a podcast. It's a free, it is it's binary. A That's like, this is our version of like Roddy T's. Like, yeah. did I like it? Yes or no? Like, yes, well, I, I liked it enough. I'm glad you asked because uh, I wrote down some thoughts. My first question should be, did you watch it? I have absolutely watched it. Now, I but this I have a unique issue with this that I've never had with another MCU show, Big Market Tease. I kind of have an idea of where it possibly could be going, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of do. Uh, we both gave season one of this show a five out of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was episode 250. If you're, like, dying to hear what we said about Loki season one, you can go back and check it out. That was really good. I think many people have Loki season one as the best of the MCU TV shows. I personally like Hawkeye the most. I would also accept WandaVision as an answer for like the best MCU, not counting the Netflix stuff, but just the Mm -hmm. Disney plus MCU shows. Uh, I know Loki season one was a lot of people's favorite. It was mine. Okay. I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay. All right. So season two, uh, what'd you think of the overall story of the show? The story at like front to back, like if you just look at it from 30,000 feet, this is a good story. Yeah, I right? I think so. I like I like um, where, where what they were trying to do with this. It's creative, it's interesting, it's unique, and fits that character very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I uh so the characters, it's it's mostly characters that are brought back from season one. We are introduced to a couple of others. There are a few from season one that uh, we see a lot more of. Uh, I thought a couple of the characters were particularly strong. I thought uh, Owen Wilson, his uh, Morbius M. Morbius was really good this season. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it K-Huey Kwan? K-Huey Kwan, yeah. Awesome. Short round data, like. Uh, did you amazing. see perfect so casting, said, perfect character? Oh, he's so good. And did you see he wore? If you watch it again, because I, I saw the tweet and I went to see if he was if it was true, he's wearing the fucking belt, the data belt from Goonies. God damn it! God damn it! Awesome. That's like a nut. Yeah, he's great. He was he was a delight. He stole the show. And it was because, so everything, everywhere, all at once came out. And I think uh, Kevin Feige was like blown away by it or whatever. And then I think, I forget which, how it, like he expressed interest in one of the other, asked him if he wanted to be in it. And then like they got it to happen and boom, he was in this. And he might've been the best part of the whole show. Um, Mm -hmm. The action, 
I'm trying to think. I don't think anything really like knocks your socks off. There was a few cool scenes, and again, it's Loki, so you're dealing with like some sort of like magic, and then like you know the the timekeepers and like their shit, like they have their kind of weapons and stuff. But I thought it was fine. Nothing that was gonna like knock your socks off. There was one really good fight scene towards the end that I thought was. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, comedy, solid. Like, comedy is pretty good. The Again, I think you go back to uh, K-Hoi Kwan is funny. Uh, Owen Wilson's funny. Uh, Loki, not necessarily, right? Like, I think he provides some humor in the other movies that he's in. Because, like, Thor and Thor 2 are, like, so right. dark that, like, he provides a little bit of that. But in... Uh, in this, he's not really a point of of comedy. Um, trying to think who else. Miss Sylvie Minutes. was good. Sylvie, yep, Sylvie. <laughs> Miss Minutes. And, and like kind of diabolical, Miss Minutes. The other character, the other characters. Oh, um, Jonathan Majors as um, yeah, Victor Timely is I, good. So very good. I don't know. I, is he a bad guy? Is he in real life? Is he a good guy? I don't fucking know. I've in been, real in real life, for real life, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's nebulous. It seems fucking like I haven't spent a lot of time on it, but there's like you, you re, even just reading headlines, you're like, oh, is wait he, oh not to timestamp this? Is he Milan Lucic or is he Trevor Bauer? Yeah, I don't know, dude. No, because then at one point with Jonathan Majors, it was like he's being like, uh, like either sued or whatever for this, and then it's like, oh yeah. no, no, now. Actually, the that person is getting like an assault charge, and I'm like, I don't know right. what the fuck is going on right now. And there's like proof to it, but, but like my head spinning on that. People, other people, other people have come forth and be like, well, he's an asshole. It's like, well, you can't arrest right. someone for being an asshole. Like I'm here, I'm not in jail. Like <laughs> we're so, doing this podcast. So yeah. let the I didn't do the show. asshole things that he did, but yeah. I've done asshole things in my life. Let yeah. the record show. I have the ability to change my mind. If he ends up being a real scumbag, I will say he's a scumbag. As of right yeah. now, I will just talk about the character. I think he's great. I think he's a great actor. He's an incredible actor. I think he who remains Victor Timely Kang, I think is, is next level. And I understand why they might need to pivot. And I've heard all those conversations about them having to pivot, but just in the moment when he's on screen, I think he's riveting. Like I, I am like drawn into what he says. The end of season one of Loki is the best part, where he's fucking oh. sitting there and he's just like, tell, he's just dropping all this knowledge on you. It blows my mind. And the fact that like he's you know thousands of steps ahead of some of the smartest characters in the MCU, yeah. and I think that was really compelling. Yeah. But um, and I would say that scene is probably the best thing since Endgame. I agree. Like that, like that scene with the three of them. Yep, I agree. And all, and, all the, and how he ends it with like, "See you soon." Fucking cold, cold blooded. Yeah. Uh, the we always talk about, especially with the TV shows, but even the movies actually, like the importance in the MCU. And I would say this one is very important. And that's why, like last week when we were doing Captain Marvel, I was like, ah, there's certain things I wanted to say because I was already done. Yeah, and yeah. You weren't, so I was like, ah. Uh, because they actually, in a way, kind of time together for for something going forward. But I think it's super important to the MCU. Question from uh, Josh in the chat. Do you think the MCU Disney Plus shows have overall enhanced or watered down the overall MCU? Neither. My, 
You think neither? I think more enhanced, and I think there's a lot of it, clearly. But I think, like, introducing Kate Bishop and getting more of a background in Kate Bishop before she gets thrown into the movies, I think, helps. I think all this stuff they're doing with Loki and introducing Kang, I think that helps. I think the WandaVision stuff wasn't a perfect landing, but I thought it was good. Kind of, you know, established Monica Rambo a little bit and sort of what Scarlet Witch was doing going forward. So overall, I like it. Like, it's not all going to be home runs, though. But on the flip side of that, you had like things like Secret Invasion, like Trash. She-Hulk. Yeah. Um Moon Knight, which was it's really Moon Knight, thing, though. which was good, but like, yeah. does that matter now? Like, know. is that like a one-off thing? You had one if, like, does that matter? Like, no. so there's things that are, yeah, Miss Marvel, which I know ties into the movie, but did we need that? You know, so like, I think it's yeah. oversaturated. I, I think that you need to do less, and I understand <laughs> that these things are at, do less. with the exception yeah. of uh, the Marvels. Like, these things are fucking money machines. Mm. have been historically and i think again i do think that superhero movie fatigue is real i think people need a reset here like i need you need to do something else well i also think it's interesting because i heard somebody shitting on marvel movies today and um they were like oh maybe it's time to stop making them or whatever and i was like ridley scott uh no it wasn't ridley scott it was uh no it wasn't anybody famous it was like i was i was actually it was funny i was flipping radio stations and it was a it was like a music station and like in this like 10 seconds he's allotted to talk he was talking about the marvels uh not doing well at the box office and then i'm like i would like to see where it finishes for the year compared to other movies and i know they spend a lot of money on it but like a bad it's almost it's almost like when a nfl game doesn't put up monster numbers and they're like oh bad week for the nfl and you're like compared to who like the I mean, to whom it yeah. still fucking destroys every other thing that's on TV, and so but, I wonder if the Marvels is still going to end up being what? How many movies come out in the year? And then like, will it will it still be a top twenty movie of the year? Like I, I bet it is probably. Um, the other thing too that I I think we're losing sight of here is that not everything has to connect to other things. Like you that's don't. True too. And I feel yeah. like I feel like every time a new new comic book property or show or like a movie or whatever like mm -hmm. they they go into it thinking this is going to be two or three movies and like it can just be one yeah, yeah. like if you never got another robert pattinson batman that's fine it, it, that's what you're it, going it, to that's what it is yeah but that's a fuck as a batman self-contained movie it's fucking awesome like right. just leave it no i agree i agree with that uh would you call loki season two a must watch yes yeah I think if you if you plan on keeping up with moving the MCU, forward, if you plan yeah. on yeah, I agree with that. Uh, is uh, all right. Anything else spoiler free before we get to this dork score? No. All right. What is your hashtag dork score for Loki season two? I feel like I've been giving out a lot of these recently, but I'm gonna go four and a half. Same. And uh, we're lock, we're not gonna argue too much on this. That I don't feel like because yeah. And it's funny. I watched this almost simultaneously. Like I probably watched like four of these episodes and then I saw the Marvels and then I finished this and I was like, it's all pretty good. It's not great, but it's not bad either. It's not, it's, it's better than a lot of other things on TV. I was happy that I watched yeah. it. Um, so yeah, dueling four and a half. If you're in the chat, let us know what your score is. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at dork podcast. 
Uh, also, dorkpodcast at gmail.com if you have a lengthy review of the film uh, and what your dork score would be. Uh, let's get to the spoilers. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! All right, one of the things I realized with this show is that the first couple of episodes was like, all right, they weren't bad, right? They sort of like eased you into it. And what sort of helped was uh, Aurora Boris, who is Aurora Boris yeah. is, is the title of the first episode. And uh, again, this is Kei Hue Kwan's character. And he works the TVA. He actually wrote the book. He wrote, he wrote the goddamn manual of the, of the TVA. And you find out like Loki is time slipping. Like, he fucking, like, oh, he's there, he's not, he's, like, he's, he's going crazy. But, like, going to him and just, like, him, like, his little layer, like, where they show him, where you first get introduced to Ouroboros, it's yeah. just great. Like, he's by himself, he's working on all this shit, he knows how everything works, he sees Loki, and he's like, oh, I know what this is. And it's, like, he, to me, early on, because I'm, like, am I going to like this show? Am I not going to like this show? And I'm, like, all right, at least you have him. And that sort of allowed me to, you know, keep going really on the show. And this is what this is what I was getting towards. Like yeah. one of the things I had a problem with this is like you introduce all these things in the first two episodes and then not a lot of them kind of pan out or they rush it towards the end. Because there was this moment where like, yes, Ouroboros wrote the manual, but like Loki was going back and telling him what to write or like telling him what to do. So it was like that loop. Yeah. So like chicken and egg kind of thing well it was like, also a lot of the um dr strange you know i've come here to i've come, what does he say come like, to bargain i've come to, come bargain. to bargain yeah <laughs> a lot of i've come to bargain but here's here's where my issue was and this was the big market tease the one thing that i had a huge issue with with this show is it was only six episodes it should have been eight or nine this like could I have needed, been more. Yes, yes, good point. Because it had it had to be more because there were so many things that they kept talking about that you never saw. Because the thing, the whole thing, the whole thing that they were like trying to get around was all these Kang variants that were going to come and fuck shit up, and you never saw any of them ever. Like like all oh, these variants are coming. These variants are coming. These variants, and you never saw any of them. I know. So what the fuck was the point of that? You needed to flush that out more. Like they needed to run into another one. So that's why I think other this than timely. I, that's why I think this has a lot. This is like a setup. This is sort of like the the prologue to Kang Dynasty and like some of that stuff. Like and so whether you people want to penalize the show for it or not, like I get it because I think it's going to be more going forward if they stick with this plan. Like if they decide right. to do more of. Jonathan Majors in the MCU because they at least they do set it up that way. And just to jump ahead a little bit, like one of the great lines and sort of a great tie-in is at the end where the TVA is now solely dedicated to keeping an eye on he who remains variants. And uh, Owen Wilson has a line about like, yeah, we saw one on uh, Earth 616 in an adjacent realm, but he's like, but they yeah. took care of it. So just talking about yeah. Quantumania, you know, where we saw – Kang or whatever you want to call him in, in that one. But uh, it is, it is like, I don't want to, I don't want to call it like, you know, the movies light or like, you know, a JV version of the movies, yeah. but like they do sort of talk about stuff that they don't always pay off. But 
do you want it also yeah it right. almost seemed to me like at that point that they bailed on it like they had all the shit that they were like kang variants and kang dynasty and then they kind of bailed on it but these he's, st- he's still end. clearly out there like they didn't snuff well, that, out to me but when i say bailed on it's like well we're gonna leave the door open a crack yeah. just in case yeah. we want to use this but we set up this other thing that if we don't want to use it, we can go this way. But so to me, and I think the TVA is going to be super important. And we were talking last week with the Marvels about them teasing like the debut of the X-Men potentially they've swerved us before, but they could go X-Men route. They could go all these different like multiverse stuff. And so the TVA, I think it's going to be like at the center of a lot of these things. And I think the TVA is going to be in Deadpool three. I think the deep TVA is going to be in like any kind of future Avengers movie. They at least need to cycle back to them because they are aware of all the versions of Kang, but also all the versions of like everybody if they really want to be. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is that now Loki is literally and figuratively at the center of all of this. Yes. Yeah. So he, so at the end, I mean, it was kind of a cool thing to get, something as guardian back into it because what he creates is again forgive me so what he creates is yggdrasil the tree of life the in the norse mythology that's knew, what he makes i knew that's where you were going yeah so go ahead hit it or even the romans or greeks i don't have a norse norse oh i do have scotty or scotty there you go yeah so so this was an interesting twist on timelines right because that that is the tree that houses all nine realms it has the it's the bridge between living and the dead so it has like this huge mythological significance that loki is now at the center of that so he does eventually his glory the last episode is called glorious purpose and his whole thing was like they even show it like right before the episode that like he wanted a crown he keeps talking about his uh, throne and his glorious purpose was to sit one day sit on a throne and have blah 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 he got it but at what cost right right exactly and so he's literally at the end of time which is yes. fucking cool that that's a thing that they have in the loki show but so he's at the end of the time he formed he that was a cool episode and i think similar to season one of loki like the end was pretty badass the end was sweet and if the early episodes were better i would have given this a higher score than a four and a half because the end the last couple episodes themselves were better than a four and a half it's yeah. sort of that was such a cool image and a cool payoff to a character who's been in it since jump street, right? He was the bad guy in the first Avengers. He's obviously in Thor, which even predates that. So like Loki, like Tom Hiddleston's been playing Loki for a fucking long time forever. And yeah, we talked about last time about how he might be the anti, he might be an anti villain, right? Like he, he does way more good guy stuff than bad guy stuff in this series. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but a cool, a cool kind of scene throughout where he's seen the shit go bad. Every time Victor timely goes out there, he gets spaghettied and they're like, we got to, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And then he goes and talks to Victor and he clearly, he figures out the fucking, the, the time jumping and the, or the time skipping. He can figure all that out. Yeah. And uh, eventually he's like, all right, I'm going to destroy the loom, even though that's what's keeping it together, but he's going to save it. And so he, is able to get like all of the timelines, like gives them life again, but now he just yeah. goes and holds it. So do we see Loki again? Yes. Yeah. I think you see him. I think he's going to be if, so this is what I mean. Like you leave the door open a crack. I think 
if the Jonathan Majors thing blows up in their face. Because someone said, I was reading something today, there's a clause in his contract that he's the only person who can play Kang. Like, they can't swap him out. No, they cannot swap him out. No, like, like they can't Don Cheadle him. They can't, or oh. Terrence Howard. Like, they can't swap him. I don't think so. Like, it's in his contract, that, so he's Kang. Like oh, that, so, that, oh, no shit. Yeah, so like, you can't swap him for anybody. So I think what's what's going to be interesting is now you can do secret war with loki so now loki's the gatekeeper for the whole thing like he can set yeah. them up on a planet or whatever um but the other thing you mentioned like the time slip is like loki figures it out at the end but they never explain how no he he's just like, I, I know how to do, he's like i know how to do it now they're like what the fuck like how yeah he didn't we don't we don't know how we don't know yeah how. but that's what i mean you needed like another episode or two to like tie some shit together like it just yeah. the end felt rushed to me. It did, and as like, good as it was, it felt rushed. It's funny because a lot of times there's like shows that are ten episodes, and, and like, we're like, "Oh, you could be less." Invasion, like, I fucking get it. Let's go. You this know? was this was rare. Uh, the first two to me were sort of like the, this. All right, let's sort of see what we're doing here. The third episode was badass. Third episode was the 1893 episode yeah. where we get Victor Timely, and again, I I think he's great when he's on screen. And you also get Renslayer and Miss Minutes. And I'll tell you, Miss Minutes diabolical and maybe the scariest character on the whole show. Like when she's like, when shit's going south and like when her face, like, like gets yeah. kind of crazy, she's scary. She was just scary. And there was this whole thing where she's yelling at Victor timely, who she thinks she's yelling at he who remains. And he's, she's not. And yeah. he keeps saying, like, I'm not who you think I am. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about and how she didn't give her a body. And he said he was going to, and they were like in love. Yeah. That got creepy. That got very like. Well, fatal she attraction. was like, "I love you," or whatever. And then he's like, "See you later." <laughs> like he was yeah. like, he shut her down. Remember, like Miss Minutes yeah. shut down. But you get so we also get a big backstory reveal of Renslayer, and it's Miss Minutes who tells her, and it's sort of a tease from episode three to episode four, and that Renslayer and he who remains were working together, and Renslayer was actually in charge of that army, and then at the last minute, he who remains was like wipe everybody's memory and they fucking mm -hmm. men and black them. And then, so he's sitting alone at the top of the whole thing, but that sort of gives you a little bit more on, on uh Renslayer. Uh, I just, it's, it's still so cool to me. Like the whole Victor timely thing. And when he was a kid and this was what he had planned out. And so when he was like, I'll see you soon. Like that whole thing where he's like, miss minutes and Renslayer, we're going to bring the TVA book to him as a kid he'd get the book and then years later he'd be able to develop this thing and like bam whatever but like i it, i wasn't sure if they were going to be able to really connect all the dots the way things were going but for the most part they really did like i thought it was a it was a good last couple of episodes it kind of cleaned up the the middle ones yeah that was that was nice yeah it was nice nice touch there nice all but right again so, i wanted to see more variants i wanted to see what too. they were up to i did too um, so we think we could see Loki again. And so is he just chilling there, like holding on to those things like balloons? Like, what does he do? I think he's, he, the, he's holding it together. Yeah. Him staying. And if he were to leave, like, you know, all the flying and the magic would but can go people, away with him. Could people go visit him? Good question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they can or not. Uh, so that's what's possibly next for Loki with Kang. It's hard to say. I think, they did leave it in a way where I think they probably should see this through and he should be the big bad, like 
kind of overarching big bad and whether he's a main villain or at least mentioned in like future movies and shows like he should be. But then again, I don't know more of that has to do off the, off the beaten path. Uh, here's a question for you. Similar to uh, Owen Wilson's character. If you personally found out that you were a variant, would you be interested in seeing other versions of yourself and what they were up to? No. Yeah, just leave it alone. Because leave it alone. I think it's one of those things where if they're doing better than me, I'm going to be pissed. If they're doing worse than me, I'm going to be sad. And if they're doing just as well as me, like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, there's not a lot to be gained, really. Like, I think I've spent so much of my life thinking, like, all right, if I went left here instead of right, like, what would have happened? Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in my early yeah, earlier years thinking about that, and I'm fucking done. Yeah, butterfly effect. That. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah yeah i probably wouldn't either I'd be like not interested no don't. unless they can like give me some money or something that'd be fine yeah give me some spike yeah. bucks yeah uh all right so when do we see the tva next my guess is deadpool 3 i think they're gonna be in deadpool 3 that's the next mcu movie i think that's gonna be it's gonna be funny it's gonna be good i also think at some point they're gonna be like all right it's up to us in a humorous way to try to tie everything together. And I think the TVA really helps you a lot. Like they, it's a multiverse thing for people who have seen the show. It'll be an easy thing for people who haven't seen the show. You allow Ryan Reynolds to joke around with, you know, Owen Wilson or Boris or yeah. and or Boris. So I feel yeah. like, I feel like that's good. Or maybe he kills miss minutes. That, that would be cool yeah. too. Um, one thing I do want to point out too, I would be remiss if the little cube, thing might be the most awful way to die holy smokes i thought the MCU. their little pruning thing was pretty uh, legit but then yeah they're like they can just box you up and then they can like uh, whatever size they want just you just squash you into a cube yeah like, yeah there were some interesting awful. like there were some interesting tva things that we didn't talk about there was the fucking uh brad character who uh hunter x five who who lived his life as uh brad wolf the actor in london yeah. 1977 but then like, um, that whole thing and in inside of the TVA. So the whole thing with like the hunters, like I didn't really care. Yeah, about me them. neither. Me neither. You know, it's kind of like a yeah. whatever. Yeah, but I just. Didn't care. But like the strengths were pretty good, like the Victor Timely stuff and the Ouroboros stuff, and I do think it was a good season for Owen Wilson. You know, I thought I thought he was I thought he was pretty solid. There, that it on Loki. I, I, one thing that annoys me too, Tom Hiddleston. I lost count amount how many fucking hair flips that guy does. Well, a couple of hair flips. He yeah. does. He does like the hair flip more yeah. than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, he's it's, you know it's it's distracting. He looks like he'd be in Slytherin. Oh yeah, like no, but you know what I mean. No, like when yeah. he like he yeah, like time jumps and then flips his hair. Like he's like he's always slicking his hair back and like yeah. flipping, throwing his hair back. Like yeah. cut it out. That guy used to be with Taylor Swift. Back in the yeah, day, yeah, I'm sure. You know, that was short-lived. I'm sure he got real bored real fast. She strikes me as a very boring person, oh. other than, like, her celebrity. I don't want to get into it, but... I don't know you need to take shots at Taylor Swift. Someone needs to. Someone needs to, like, I'm calling it out. I'm calling it out. I, you, I, say, you, good, I say good for her and Travis. I hope they live a long, whatever. happy life together. Yeah, I hope they have, like, boring, stupid kids. That does, That's not a nice thing to say. That's uh, a mean well, thing. They didn't do nothing to you. She's boring and he's stupid, so whatever. He, I feel like he's trying to be Gronk. Is that weird to say? Mm, it's, it's different than that, though. I think he's trying to like fill him. like the meathead persona that Gronk that 
that hole that Gronk left? Yeah. No, I mean, I think I listen. I I actually don't mind him. I don't mind him. I watched the Jason Kelsey documentary the other night. Not See, bad. he's more interesting to me. Uh, he's the interesting of the two. Oh, he's, I mean, he's a real ham and egger, that guy. Yeah, yeah. A fucking offensive lineman for 12-plus years, sixth-round pick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I actually don't mind those guys. They're okay in my book. All right, that's uh the that's Loki Season 2. Uh, Let's see. What is the next MCU Disney Plus show? Is it Echo? Or, I, or is it something else? Echo. Um, oh, no, What If. So What If is going to be coming yeah. out at some point. Uh, then Echo. So, so I'm just saying Echo ties into the Spider Verse too. I bet. Like not, not not animated, but like the Tom Holland Spider Man right. thing is going to tie into that. Yeah. So, what if it's December 22nd? Echo is January 10th, and then I believe Agatha Darkness Dark Hole Diaries is late 2024. Wasn't that called something else? Yep. Before it was. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. It says Agatha Dark Hole Diaries red shoe diaries though people would watch eh? yeah <laughs> good smut there pick of the all right Ryan, would you like to kick receive defer or you may also choose at this time to defend a goal i will receive okay because i feel like i've been deferring a lot uh-huh. to you right. um so the first thing um tomorrow um on netflix there is a new mike brabiglia special called the old man in the pool um i love so not only is he a graduate of the school where i currently teach correct um but he uh i love his style of comedy where he basically he tells it's a story so like it all has a theme and there's a story and it's very round and it's very good um (laughs) yes yes. but uh he has a new special coming out tomorrow and obviously we are into the third week of november right now we are absolutely crushing it thank you to everybody who has donated it I'm a donated to this point. Um, we still have 10 days to go. So um, I might have a little surprise for the people on Friday. So oh. last year, I don't know if we did it last year or the year before. There was a live stream, which involved me embarrassing myself in front of people that may come back. Wow. So be on the lookout for a, a Instagram or Twitter poll involving okay. that. I like anytime you're going to embarrass see. yourself. I'm in on that. So, Hey man, drawstrings is here. <laughs> that got, that got a big pop from people. I didn't think I thought it was like a throwaway thing that was not planned. No, Davy Drawstrings. Davy Drawstrings is here. And then you saw Jack Black doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's on to you. He's, he's on, on to me. All right, right. Very good. Oh, so this isn't really a pick of the pocket. I haven't watched it yet, but I believe Oppenheimer is available on uh digital and all the oh no no no. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, by the time you're listening to this, Oppenheimer will be available on uh, 4K, DVD, Blu-ray, digital, however you want to consume it. So I haven't watched it yet. I will certainly watch it by the time the year is up so we can do our uh, dorkies and make sure I got all my T's crossed and my I's dotted. So uh, for the people who haven't seen it or want to watch it again, Oppenheimer comes out tomorrow. All right, Rye, that'll do it for us. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening to this one. Tell a friend, tell a dork to uh, check out the podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at Dork Podcast for all of them. Very simple. And you can send in your should I have bought this to dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Ryan, uh, promise me a million times over. 
that you never do another rule. Yeah, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna promise you that. 